Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast, where freedom, health, and wholeness is our mission. In each episode, we will expose the lie that you are alone in your struggles and your pain. We share truth through our stories using the power of vulnerability and honesty, empowering you to live the life you are destined to live. All right, here we are. Andrew is already giggling. Andrew, can you keep it together for a few minutes? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I'm here with some of my favorite, absolute favorite people. You're welcome. And, uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Caleb Caleb is here. Andrew is here. Andrew is on the podcast. Uh, well, I guess it kind of depends on when we release yeah. these. Either future you is going to be on or past you yes, has been sir. on. One of the two. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll have to figure all that <laughs> out. <laughs> Hello, guys. And uh, so we're, we'll go through and we'll talk a little bit. Uh, and, and my daughter. Hello. My uh, favorite daughter, who is sitting at this table, <laughs> is is here. Uh, Your favorite Jocelyn. My no, it's my favorite daughter at this table. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh great. Yeah, table. that's true. See. Yeah. The <laughs> other. I don't know here. where the other ones are at. There, there's somewhere one of else. Zion, yeah. Oh, the other one is. Yeah. This is. Yeah. So some of you think, oh, they got a production studio. No, this is my kitchen table. In the living room is right next. <laughs> to and the living room is right there. Family and style. It's like we, we have we have our own audience. It's like like mm-hmm. you know, you know, filmed before <laughs> a live audience. television audience. You, you guys want to say hi? No, they're, they're, yeah, that's, that's, there's one. My wife is excited for this to be uh. over, so she could go back to work or something. I don't know. Anyways, so we are here, and uh, this this podcast we want to talk about worship. And uh, we want to, I, I've gathered um, really three, I mean, and I, and I mean this, three of my favorite people. Um, I have been led in worship by two, no, actually three out of three. Clay, Caleb led at some point during one of our RGs briefly. And and uh, my daughter led um, our church. She was, she stepped in and led first with her mom. And then took it all on, um, kind of by herself, and did a phenomenal job. And then Andrew led in in our school environment. And man, I I always go back to to a couple of these moments where uh, just carries the anointing. All three of these people carry the anointing and are amazing. And so, well, let's start off. Um, I'm gonna have everybody just kind of introduce themselves. And so we'll just kind of go around the table and just you know. Tell us three fun facts. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Like moonwalks and puppies. That's what I like. Yeah, Michael Jackson moonwalk. That's my favorite worship move. What if one of you guys could incorporate that in the next church service? It'd be everybody's pointing to Andrew. Like if anybody could moonwalk, it's going to be Andrew. Anyways, so Jocelyn, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your about yourself? Yeah, Um, I am Jocelyn. I am currently 19 years old but I started leading worship when I was um 15 actually um I was a freshman in high school um now when you say leading you weren't you were leading adults on a Sunday main service yes yeah because there's a difference there's a well I did I did lead a youth group in worship a little bit before that at the youth group I was going to at the time and then honestly like three months later I started leading and that was like the very first time and then like three months later I was um up there in front of uh, the main church doing yeah. it like to adults and everything. Yeah. Um, and I co-led with another guy for a while, honestly, yeah, for like two years, two Maybe. or three years. I don't no, know. Yeah. Somewhere about that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, 
and I've led in youth groups um, at the same time as I was doing that. Um, and I loved it. It was great. Okay. Caleb, tell us all we need to know about Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> all you need to know about me. Um, yeah, I started singing when I was 12 years old. Uh, that was, I was, so I started singing back there in the Congo where, uh, I don't know, one time I was just at a church close uh, next to my house and then uh, I just went to see someone and then they called me during rehearsal. Hey, do you sing? I was like, yeah, but I never sang in church. And then he just pulled me in into the rehearsal and had me link, lead a song and they were like, oh yeah, great, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I started leading when I was 12 in church. I had I was leading more songs. I wasn't the main leader, but I was le- leading more songs because I had a very unique voice and high range and everything. Mm-hmm. So they would give, and there was only two guys in the group anyway. So they would give me more songs to lead. And then I moved to the state. I kind of walked away from it for a little bit, moved to the state. Uh, my, my brother took me to my first uh, church service here in the state. And I, I heard the, the worship team. I was like, yeah, no shot. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I am not doing that. And then I ran away from it for two years. And then uh, 2017, I think, um, my my brother's wife, who was a worship leader too, looked at me and said, what would you say to God when you're face to face with him and, t- and, t- and you tell him that he, 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 you didn't use the gift that he gave you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> and then I, that same year, I went and tried out for worship team, made it made it in worship team and I, it was pretty fascinating this time roasting, uh, rostering me for mm. worship leading and here I am it was yeah I led in a small church but also in a big church uh, my church back home in New Jersey was about 2,500 people every Sunday every service so it was a big mm-hmm. crowd yeah, yeah. Andrew <laughs> <laughs> hello um, <clears throat> I'm 25 now. Um, I grew up in LA, so I didn't start leading worship until I was, I would say 15 ish, but I wasn't leading, leading. I was just singing songs, you know? And, um, I think it was at most like a congregation of like 300 people. And it's been like, it was like that until like I kind of moved out here and it was like a thousands of people i just like oh, um but yeah it's i mean with worship it's been a long journey with me but um which we'll tap into that later yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i started and i grew up with a family of musicians so like that 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 took a really big play all my uncles were worship leaders and i was like i want to join mm. like no <laughs> I was like, okay no no yeah and so i didn't start until after i mean goodness after i accepted the lord and i wanted to be on it before (laughs) 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 and so i accepted him and then i started just going into it so yeah started young and now i'm here so all so all of you guys started off fairly young how did that affect your confidence or your your style um how did being was there any hindrances to being young was it a benefit? I will say there the was, uh, <laughs> the was a benefit, but also at the same time, it kind of worked against me. Because um, 
I was very passionate at that time that the zeal was more than the wisdom. Mm. So, mm. like, I will say yes to every obligation that I had to with worship. Uh, like, some, uh, so the church that I started with, so sometimes they didn't have the venue for rehearsal, so they would do rehearsal at night. So I will say yes to that, and then I have to go to school at 7 a.m. in the morning. So that was not a healthy pattern that I, you know, that I started. However, it was, I mean, I had some great benefit where sometimes that gave me confidence to actually sing in the secret, secret place with God and just fell, fall in love with just mm -hmm. how God actually loves my worship. Wow. But it was, I will, sometimes I idolized it. Yeah. And because, again, the zeal was more than the, mm -hmm. than the wisdom. So mm -hmm. I'll say yes and no. Yeah. 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 I think that's true at the same time for me because I um, started super young and it was the same thing where I like started leading worship without knowing directly what worship was at the same time. Um, it's just because you're so young and I just hadn't learned it yet. So I just didn't know because I just thought that like worship was just people singing songs on the stage and all that. And so it just got into, I was doing it and there was like a byproduct of like the Lord coming every time, but it was just like, um, there's just still like that thing there where you're just, I don't know, just not you. I'm d doing it for the right reasons, but just not knowing the fullness of it at the mm -hmm. same time. That's good. Yeah. Wow. I mean, for me, I feel like starting off young, I, I didn't know what worship was, you know, I didn't know what it was. And on top of that, I felt like I was like, yes, I didn't know, but I felt like I was leading out of arrogance. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be seen. Like, that's truly how it was, me growing up in the first couple of years in worship. Like, me being young, I didn't really know myself. And on top of that, like, I was lacking mm -hmm. confidence in my identity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that led me to honestly sing for people rather for God mm -hmm. or unto God. Right. And, yeah, that's how it really was growing up in that Hispanic culture where it was like, oh, we're going to throw you up there. And I'm like, okay, cool, let's do it. And since I was able to sing, and I, I, I was singing since I was three, like that, there was that practice in singing where I was like, I can sing like no other. Like, come on. Yeah. And so me growing up, it was, it was tough. So I, I would always fall into that. Hmm. And I think that's one of the challenges that are, is in the church is that I would say by and large, people do not know what worship really is. Yes. Is that we would sit there and go, oh, like talking about a worship leader, like wow, pff, you stand up there and you sing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you know, give me a job description as a worship leader. You mm -hmm. ask the pastor, "What's my job?" I want you to sing, and sing some more. Yeah. And then <laughs> sing some more, and then stop when I tell you to stop. <laughs> you know, that's it's yeah. and it's like, well, what's the heart behind it? Uh, we don't care. And yeah. I think I think pastors care, and I think church congregations care, but there's not a necessarily an understanding to what the essence of worship is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, I think at least for me, from my experience, I, limit, I limited worship to just the act of singing. Right. Mm. When it was so much more than that. That is so yes. good. I didn't understand that reading my Bible was actually an act of worship. Right. You know, I was so focused on the abstract of what the whole meaning of worship was. Of the, on the abstract, then the full meaning of worship. So, yeah, that also worked in a sense against me where I was like, oh, I'm going to go up there and sing and that's my worship time. Yeah. yeah. When in fact, worship time is much more. It's yeah. Worship is actually much more than that. Yeah. Mm. Especially yeah. being so young, you really don't know, you know? Yeah. And it's nothing against us. It's yeah. just, 
the knowledge on the communities on how we're actually mm-hmm. being taught and actually brought yeah, up. You don't know unless when we, you're taught. Exactly. Yeah. And then we come to the realization that anything unto God is worship. Yeah. 100%. And I'd say most Christians don't even necessarily understand no, that. Yeah. yeah. You know, as a pastor, we try to get up and like, oh, okay, we're going to go into offering. Offering is just as much worship as it mm-hmm. is anything else. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we, we really like, yeah. want you to worship well. You know, worship <laughs> with folded bills. That's how we want you <laughs> yeah. to worship. Um but it's not something that I think we even understand and even pastors don't even know what to look for. Mm-hmm. And then the congregation doesn't necessarily know how to react. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think one of the frustrations that could come as part of like a ministry team is like, why don't people get in? Yeah. Yep. You know, and I think some of it comes from a lack of understanding and knowledge on the, on the part of the worship leaders or the musicians, Definitely. and begin to have a worshiping culture. Right. Mm-hmm. You, know? Yeah. you know, so that's one of those things is like how, like how do you form a culture of worship? Right. Wow. <laughs> I know this is, a, yeah, we didn't rehearse this question. <laughs> no, but yeah, <laughs> I, lo- such I a love good the question. I actually love the question. It's a great question. I think my perspective on it is when you understand that worship is in everything. Yeah. yeah. Like the way I just walk in the park and just turn my attention to the Lord, that's worship. Yeah. The way I talk to, let's say, Andrew, that's worship. The yeah. way I see God in Andrew, that's an act of worship. I think creating a worship culture is when you create a kingdom culture. Correct. Because mm. the kingdom culture is all about worship, which yeah. is worship is all yeah. about God. <laughs> <laughs> worship is all about God. Yeah. When you understand that creating a uh, worship culture is actually creating a kingdom culture. Mm-hmm. Everything you do is unto worship. Mm-hmm. Washing dishes can be worship. 100%. Yeah. I'm not going that far. Washing toilets. <laughs> yeah. You know? It, and, yeah. and it is because we a lot of times we want the flashy things, we want mm-hmm. the bigger things, and we don't understand that every little thing that we do is just as much. Yes. 100%. And I, and I think as well the danger is when we get together, yeah, the atmosphere is different corporately. Mm-hmm. You know, but sometimes yeah. we get so drunk with it. That we think that oh that's the only place where that's I can get it. worship. That's my fulfillment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I feel like bu- building that worship culture or community. I feel like the one, the primary thing to teach are practicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like everything is worship. We we're saying that, but it's like the practicality of bringing him into mm-hmm. your life and partnering with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we can go to who he is. He's with us all the time. His name says it. So we can literally be like, Lord, you're with me right now. (laughs) Like, I would go bowling. That's my worship culture Mm -hmm. in my life where it's, I'm doing it unto the Lord. I'm bringing him along. I'm not just leaving him on Sunday. And like, I walk out of the church. I'm like, oh, Mm. but it's bringing him along and teaching those principles of practicality and intentionality. Yeah. 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 Jocelyn, I want to hear you talk Mm -hmm. Um, okay, well, let, let me ask you a direct question just because I know insider information of your previous <laughs> church. <laughs> that Do they know? You said that I did lead under you. Cause you, you okay, so yeah, but in case you haven't figured out, <laughs> I am dad. Mm-hmm. That I, I, was, I was her pastor, yeah. and uh, she, she is obviously my daughter, and so she, she led at our church. And uh, she actually led in a really difficult season of of life in church I yeah mean, you want to talk about war wounds and, and stuff like that is that you know she, she's only 19 but she's probably seen more things than a lot of a lot of others have and and I, of course i'm biased because <laughs> you're my favorite child at this table 
Um, <laughs> but when we were in a church that was battling for different things and we were trying to change and shift a culture that, that was resistant to yeah. change, what was it like to try to lead worship in the midst of battle? Mm-hmm. Well, because when I first started out, it was honestly just like fun because we were all still like on the same page. I was leading with one of my best friends and then I had like my sister was on the team. I had one of my other best friends on the team too. Like we were all just like, but it was almost like a hangout type thing at the same mm-hmm. time. But because we were all like so close and everything, it was just fun and it would it wouldn't feel like there was anything like different you know but there's a lot of unity in that yes that's the word i was looking for (laughs) there was just unity to start off with and um we kept that going for a while and we had like a really solid um band and a solid team but i'm sure like any worship leaders out there know that like you don't keep it's pretty rare that you keep like one solid team like there are people that come and go there are people that um can get hurt they'll leave you have other people that just things come up so you just won't have the same team all the time um but also one thing that happened was you my parents went on a sabbatical um and that left me also there by myself without them at the same time um so i was trying to lead a church while it was also just like in such a weird season because we didn't have them there um but that's kind of when there started to be like um what's the word that's not unity division division Division. (laughs) (laughs) um that started to happen a lot just with um between me and my um co-leader that i was with and then some other person that was um on the band and leaders in the church and everything and i just kind of had to try to keep going in the middle of that while also just being super looked down on um because of one um I don't know if it, a lot of the, I was the youngest person on the worship team and I was leading the team. So that's another thing that ties into So being you're young. leading you're leading adults. I was leading adults older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and other staff members. And yes, two and, other and and board members. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there was a board member, there was Goodness. a um our youth pastor at the time. I co-led with an so I was the youngest under all of these people that were other leaders in the oh, church. Wow. Um so it was just hard because they're looking down on me because I'm young. I'm just, it was almost like a perspective. I'm only leading because I'm the pastor's daughter, all that. And I like felt that from these other people that like, I didn't actually know what I was doing. I didn't know anything about music, which I was kind of thrown into it. Not going to lie. I didn't know a lot about music or anything. Mm -hmm. I could just sing and my voice sounded decent, (laughs) but, um, so trying to lead through all of that, um, was very difficult because it just kind of left me to figure out like, am I doing something wrong or is this my team that's doing something wrong? Am I not leading them? Well, is there something else going on on the side that I just don't know about just all these things and not to mention I'm friends with a lot of these people and we're all starting to just like drift apart and I don't know what's going on and I don't have my parents to like talk to about all this stuff, you know? So it kind of left me to figure it out kind of on my own. Um, so it was a not a great culture of worship. I guess mm-hmm. I could finish by saying that um, just because there was no unity in our team towards the end there. And long story short, it ended up all falling apart wow. pretty much. Yeah. 
So what? So we're hitting on this idea of unity. What importance does unity play on a worship team? Um, everything. Wow. <laughs> unity is actually really, really important. Yes. I feel like when there is a vision that we're going after, mm-hmm. and let's say we're we're getting ready to lead a team, or let's get we're, we're we're it's Sunday morning, and we're not all on the same page. Someone's going to yep. want to go to the left. Mm-hmm. The other one's going to go to the right when mm-hmm. the rest of the whole team is going forward. Yeah. It's like you're they're going to they're not going to hold us back, but they're going to hold us back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it th- that's how simple and how easy it is for us to not go into something that God has actually planned yes. for us in in a, let's say in a set mm-hmm. or in a team. You know, unity brings this clarity that as we're going somewhere, I know that I know what's on your heart. I know what what we're what's going on with you, mm. and we're it's so it's like we all grab each other by the hands and we go in. Mm. It's like we go in that community when it's unity. Oh my goodness, you yeah. can conquer so much. Yes. But if there is one person that leads division, yeah, like that's when it's like oh, there's a gap, and that's when. Like the enemy just needs one door. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it only takes one little thing. One little thing. One little crack. Yeah. Yeah. And everything could go kaputs. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. in reality, unity is something to be valued, something to be like actually treasured. And if we don't have it, yeah. the progression of going and the advancement of something is yeah. actually unlikely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that also facilitates the move of God too. Hundred percent. Because Glad even the that. Bible says in heaven they're singing one song all yes. together, one yeah. song. You know, and if I've led with Andrew, and when we unified on the mat, when well he's been, he was the main leader, and he was like, "Hey, this is where I feel we're going." I may not feel the same thing, but I'm like, "Okay, we have a point. I'm going to honor the point." Yes. And all of a sudden, you will see something shift in the atmosphere. Uh-huh. And when we unif- we unified on where we're going. All of a sudden, you start picking stuff yeah. off, of, off of each other. Yeah, you know, so it's very important. It also facilitates uh, the invitation of the Lord to come actually come in the room. Right, and uh, because I think the audience can feel it when the team is not unified. Well, and I think oh, that 100%. that's one hundred percent. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. and sometimes non-church people or even church people they don't have the vocabulary mm-hmm. to say it, but but we, you could feel it. Mm-hmm. And you know where the spirit of the Lord is, there is peace. Yeah. Right, and so when that peace is absent, the Lord—I'm not saying He can't move, but He almost can't move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, again, I don't want to take away from the sovereignty of God, and there's been a lot of suddenlies, but there's an absolute reason why. You know, for me as a pastor, um, you know, in 25 years of ministry, I have had more problems more challenges associated with worship teams, worship leaders, musicians, stuff like that, than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Now, the immature would stand back and go, well, all musicians are just problem makers, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, which, uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, yeah. Maybe, no. Um, but if you look at the spiritual side of this and the necessity, 
mm-hmm. of worship and really what it's meant to do. Yeah. It is meant to pave a way into the throne room. Yes. Yeah. The, you know, the, as worship leaders, it's like you are there to, this is just my opinion, and you guys, let's, we could talk about this, mm-hmm. but one of your main jobs is to hear from heaven, to yeah. hear what is going on in the courts of heaven, mm-hmm. reproduce on earth what you hear in heaven, mm-hmm. but you're required to bring people with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's hard sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and so that whole idea of unity because of the way that the spirit of God moves through unity and especially through worship, Satan mm-hmm. really wants to mess with that. Yeah. And that's yes. one of the main ways is to try to come in. And like anytime I've had issues in churches or I've been consulting, helping with other churches, that the worship team is almost always the first place. Mm-hmm that to begin to mm-hmm. to to fall apart yeah. so interesting yeah. i mean the, Levi, the levites go first you know yeah. yeah 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 and i think it it's also i mean the the story of how when the holy spirit fell on the uh the 120 in the upper room yeah. mm-hmm. the bible yeah. says they were together in the upper room and then the spirit of god came on them. yeah yes. so yeah. there's one accord one yeah. accord one yeah accord. not, not a same honda. mindset mm-hmm. not a honda <laughs> <laughs> Not a, not a Honda, exactly. they, but they were yeah. in one mind, one spirit, yeah. one, yeah. and they were heading towards the same thing. Yeah. yeah, and you know this is something we've seen in our environment. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the yeah. some of the most powerful times of worship has not been when there is a planned out song. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Hardly ever. Yeah, but when one person picks something up, yeah, and they run with it. But then yes. another, but it's like everybody's going in with yeah. it. It's like the, there's this yeah. melody, there's this song, there's this feeling. And in our environment where we really are around, well, even at this table, we've, we've got different nationalities kind of covered here. And, uh, you know, it's really interesting that when you come into an environment of different nationalities... You know, I know that there was there was one one day where there was a very we would kind of t- traditional uh, mm-hmm. worship, and then it, it went into this kind of Latin, this Latino influence kind of mm-hmm. started coming in, yeah. and then one of the guys started this African type of of song and cadence, and yeah. I'm just sitting there going, "This is incredible!" But it never missed a beat. Yeah. And everyone in the room was going along with it. Yeah. Like, there wasn't anyone like, what is going on here? Like, yeah. what is this? Everyone's just in it yeah. because yeah. that's what unity is. Yeah. I mean, even in heaven, the Bible says every tongue, yeah. Yeah. Every nation. Every nation. Yeah. It's not just one. No, it's unity. It's yeah. like we all very unique distinctively, but we, when yeah. we come together, it's like we all have a piece of, we all mosaic pieces of the the, the the face of Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. We're all a it's puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the unique things with worship leaders is is that there is a lot of pressure on you guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, here's one of the things that I've discovered because I've had to I've had to help worship teams fight the the what we call the worship wars, <laughs> where we've come into smaller churches that were definitely hymnals. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, and uh, I, I had one guy come into my office very upset. And he goes, "Why do you keep on singing these Seven Eleven songs?" <laughs> I'm like Seven Eleven. What? What are you talking about? You sing the same seven words eleven times <laughs> over and over again. Oh, and I'm like, great. Seriously. <laughs> you know, even having had one guy call up and upset with me because we we took the hymnals out of the out of the the pew. They're, they're, they're chairs, but they had a little back. Yeah, a little section yeah. in the back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 
and, and we had an overtake. We spent a lot of money on projectors and computers yeah. that, that we didn't use them anymore. And he was upset. And he's like, what would you do with my hymnals? I'm like, well, they're in a closet. They you house. want them back? Yeah. <laughs> you can have them. <laughs> and and uh, he's like, well, those are the word of God. Oh. Like, no, they're not. Uh-uh. Hold on. <laughs> Time out. They have a lot of great things in them. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a lot of great theology. There's some not so great theology. Honestly. Some is not really sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but see, here's what I've here's what I figured out is that not everybody has an opinion on a sermon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, some people have a favorite book and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But here's the thing that I've noticed is that no matter what. Everybody has a favorite style of music. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've never met anybody that didn't have a favorite style of music. Yeah. How do you keep your heart right when somebody comes up to you and either starts giving you requests? <laughs> I think all of us, you guys have been there where like yeah. you need to. Yep. How come we don't do I can only imagine? <laughs> I can only imagine. Um. Or when somebody comes up and just says, I just didn't like it. Don't how? care. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> yeah. But how do, how do you keep your heart right when you when people critique? Yeah. Or And a lot of times they'll do it in kind of underhanded ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, they'll slap always. you subliminally. Like very passive aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's when, I mean, that's just me. I will just tell them, hey, listen, worship, first of all, it's not about you. True. It's, it's not true. about you. And it's not even about me. As mm-hmm. even, I mean, we're talking about worship leader. It's not about me. As a worship leader, I have to know how to lead the congregation to worship, even when I pick a song. Mm-hmm. I can just go to a church where they, you know, they're all about hymns and everything and come with a Hillsong song because they'll be, they'll be lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I have to know which congregation I'm leading. Mm-hmm. But I also have to remind, remember that it's not about me. Yeah. yeah, you know. So, so you try to be sensitive. You mm-hmm. you don't come in there and just go. We are doing the next fifteen hours of of upper room, <laughs> yeah. okay? And you're going to like it, <laughs> exactly, because you're going to lose people. Yeah, that's something minister to you, you but it doesn't will. minister to the yeah. congregation. Yeah. So I think, read yeah, knowing your congregation. Yes. Yeah, there's also something about like. I mean, if we're talking directly about, like, how we actually, like, deal with someone that does specifically come up to us. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like, honor is important. You don't want to uh, just say, like... That's a good one. Yeah. It doesn't I mean, matter I'm, what you I think, you know. But um, <laughs> it's just always about being respectful, you know. But always what it came back to for me was just, like, if you mm. don't like it, like, it, that's probably your own heart. I get, mm. like, not having, like liking different styles and stuff. But if you say that you can't worship or whatever, because it's not your style or that's your own heart issue. Because again, like what you said, worship isn't about you. Worship is ministering to the King. And if you can't do that, just because you don't like the song that's being playing, then you are missing the whole thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. When it comes to people, I mean, I, I grew up in the Hispanic church, so it's like everybody had something to say. And I'm not saying I'm not bashing the Hispanic community. I love y'all. <laughs> um, but in in some senses where it was like they loved like the older music, where mm-hmm. it was like like Hubilo and everything like that, I felt like how it was like taking them out. And when you're actually introducing something, it's not you're going to like release. 
in a worship set, you're going to mm-hmm. do like seven of the new songs and you're like, yeah, 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 y'all got it. But it's like remembering the unity of it all, you know? And that's what you were touching on mm-hmm. Caleb, like taking the people into consideration. Yeah. Right. But if somebody comes up to me and they're like, oh, I didn't like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm one to be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm genuinely sorry. Like mm-hmm. it came to the, it came to the moment where I sat with the Lord the team sat with the Lord and we asked the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like for me, when I was when I was leading teams, it was we would sit down with the co-leads and we were like, I would come to them and it'd be like, here's the PDF of what I felt the Lord breathe on for this set. And we would have a bullseye. We would have a target to go after. Mm-hmm. And they would feel the Lord on the songs. And it was like, we came into this agreement together of what we felt mm. the Lord was on. Like, the Lord gave us the privilege and the opportunity to lead mm-hmm. in worship. And so, I, you're not supposed to love it. I, get, I, I mean, everybody has their different tastes. Everybody loves a certain thing. But we have to be like, hey, like, this is what we felt the Lord on. Mm-hmm. But thank you. I will take, into, take it into consideration. Yeah. Right. I'll put it in my pocket, you know. Mm-hmm. But for me to, like, dwell on it and be like, oh, my goodness, they yeah. hated it. <laughs> like it's not because if i come with my best to the lord that's all that's 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 mm-hmm. that's what yeah. i need you know yeah. mm-hmm. and so it's everybody's gonna have their little two cents it's you yeah. put your two cents you put their two cents in your pocket and you're like you know what now i know but i'm yeah. not gonna dwell on it and have it ruin my the rest of my night right mm-hmm. i think it comes back to even to a discipleship issue mm-hmm. where like you you as a worship leaders like you guys have like even just a second to try to explain if you could do it with grace and humility like let me explain to you what worship is so you didn't like that song Mm -hmm. i understand but let me tell you why i did Mm -hmm. and i think when you bring it back and and to personalize it is really important and that's kind of leadership too is it like it's not your job just to go up and do songs i love what you said is like when i go into a congregation i need to to bring something that they could use that they Mm -hmm. could worship i can't blow them out of the water with five new songs yeah (laughs) yeah and so it's being sensitive to that right yeah and it's not it's not like they restricting you and some people may think oh I can't do this to restrict me. I went to missions and I had to lead worship into a, tr- at a church. For me, sometimes when I break into the spontaneous, I, sp- I sing in tongues. But they told me, hey, be careful here. That's maybe not something that they, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they love yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I have to be honoring to the house that I provided. So I, I was just, you know? And still the Lord will move. The Lord is not yeah. restricted to your way yeah. of doing exactly. stuff. So. Well, again, we want to be a blessing. Anytime we, we come into a place, yes. we want to advance the kingdom. Yeah. You know, and we don't want to advance our own kingdom. Yeah. And sometimes that can be kind of hard, mm-hmm. you know, because you put your heart, you put your soul, you put time, energy, you really prayer. Mm-hmm. You really do. <laughs> into all this stuff. Like, like, and I think, and that's why God, like a good worship leader is a really good storyteller, mm-hmm. a really good mm-hmm. artist, a really good craftsman mm-hmm. yeah. that crafts something. Like they don't just like, oh, I like this song. Let's do it here. Yeah. But you're sitting back and you're going, how can I create this movement? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> there'd be times where I, w- I would come up with a list and I would read the songs as if it was a story. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would be like, it was always unto the lamb. Mm-hmm. It was like to find out how worthy he was. And mm-hmm. like, those are just two, two songs and it would actually intertwine itself yeah. Yeah. to actually point to the picture of exaltation mm-hmm. 
and the vertical aspect of worship where it's mm-hmm. unto him. Yes. It's like, oh, the story of it all. It's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And I think it, it, bo- it boils down to asking the Lord what he wants to exactly. do. Exactly. I remember one time I was, uh, after COVID, we started coming back and they asked me to lead. And I love leading. I don't like leading this particular song because it's very long and wordy. <laughs> so will I. I don't. Oh, I knew you were going to say that one. <laughs> I don't like leading it. So will and I. Do you know the song? <laughs> oh, that's a good song. It is It long. is a beautiful. It's just a so lot of words to remember. Yeah. And like, imagine they don't have lyrics. Exactly. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. And so we were putting the song together and I was the co-lead. I had a main leader and the main leader was like, I just feel like a shitty so will I. I was like, give me any song by that. <laughs> but he was like, no, you should do So Will I. And I did So Will I. And it was actually very beautiful. It was actually very yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it is a beautiful song. Yeah, and the spirit broke out actually in the oh. room. So again, what it's uh, for me, it's always, okay, God, what do you want to do? Right. Who is exactly. the one that you want to reach to? So like yeah. imagine having to deny yourself yeah. you know like you don't want to but then you come mm-hmm. to the realization like how you said in the first part it's not me it's yeah. not for me it's not oh, unto yeah. me but it's yeah. unto him yeah. and if I don't like this song it's perfectly fine yeah it's perfectly fine yeah like I'll, 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 su- I'll submit to what mm-hmm. you're as a, you as the worship yeah. leader are feeling and I'll be like you know what I'll run with you mm-hmm. yeah. and like we like everything that we've been speaking ties into the unity of it yeah. all mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yes crazy <laughs> <laughs> well that kind of leads into another challenge that sometimes worship leaders can have is when the pastor begins to meddle <laughs> oh mm-hmm. <laughs> we love our pastors <laughs> you better <laughs> um you know because there, there there'll be times even as worship leaders will the pastor will come and say i want you oh, to do this goodness. or even go to the point of you know, Jocelyn got to experience this. Not with me. Not with <laughs> This is with a different yes. path. So I'll this, just so you guys understand. Yeah, yeah. And before we, like my my idea, like my my main thrust of this is to go to my worship leader and say, "Look, do you want to tell me what to preach on Sunday?" No. Nope. Your answer should be no. If you do, we have other problems. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I look at you and I go, "Then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna manage your set." I'm not going to tell you what I want you to do. Yeah. And I give you full um, uh, freedom to experiment. Yeah. Like we can experiment. We could try things. If it sucks, I'll tell you. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had. That's okay. And it's the best. Even yes. when it was my own daughter. <laughs> and yeah. you know, maybe especially because it's my own daughter. I, I don't know. You know, but there are some pastors that like to help mm-hmm. a little bit more. And let me tell you, they... It's like you're in the middle of a set, and they're mm. like, uh, "That one song, <laughs> that oh one song, or the, the the line of Judah." And then you're like, "What is that song?" <laughs> and they, they, they pick one phrase of yeah. the song and they Those name the song that. that. So and I'm many. like, "Oh my goodness!" I look around to the team. I'm like, "Do you guys know which?" I pull out my phone trying to find the song. <laughs> no. you imagine trying to do this pre Google. Back when, oh when my before you had smartphones and iPads Ooh. everywhere. Oh my goodness! Stop. Okay, let, let me just defend the pastors <laughs> here just for a second because I have done that. Oh like, yeah. Can you do? It's like perfect. I know what it is. I cannot think of the title. <laughs> like we'll sing it. I'm like I'm not singing it. 
Yeah. Yeah, y'all true. never want to well, sing it. No, I'm like, yeah. Give me the chorus. Because <laughs> we're scared. Okay, that's another thing is that a lot of pastors just don't know a lot or anything about music itself or mm-hmm. like how things are ran or anything. Like that was my situation with one of the other pastors. Not with me. Not, not with, with not me. with you. <laughs> no. Totally clear. Cuz the I was it was um one of my youth pastors at the time and I led worship. Um but he would just come up. There was like one time where he was just like, "You are singing too high. You need to pick a lower oh. key." Oh, and no, I'm like didn't. Oh jeez! This was after he already was saying, "I'm going to start choosing the songs for you," and I was like, "That is a bit too far." When you start saying the keys, like, and the, he just genuinely did not know though, and I'm like, "That's I," and it just took me. And he wouldn't. It was just another thing where because I was like young or whatever. But he brought in the actual worship leader of the church, and he it took him saying, "You can't just choose keys for people. Like that's not how yeah. that works." Yeah. Um, but it's just something like that. A lot of pastors just don't know. So it's kind of left to us to just kind of yeah. like be the Suck ones that have to communicate or tell them just like, that's not how that works. I'm sorry. But like, <laughs> you know, Yeah. but I do think there is a grace for, um, I understand like kind of like what you were talking about is like pastors will come up and be like, can you do this specific song? It goes along with what I'm doing. I don't have a problem with that, you know, Neither stuff like that. Yeah. But it's just when it starts to become almost like micromanaging like mm-hmm. saying like yeah this is how i want it and this is how you have to do it and yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff is what bothers me but when it's simple requests or stuff like that i think that's totally okay because obviously you are number yeah. one in charge exactly so, you know i'll find the song eventually mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i will do it for you oh, 20 <laughs> minutes later <laughs> i found You're the like, tester <laughs> let's get it i think the the best way to go about it i think in my opinion <laughs> at least what works for me is when you come to me and say, hey, this is the vision where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And at least I, I, okay, I have a vision and I can honor the point. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I can pick, I can, I can pick songs based on the, the vision that I have instead of, hey, listen, I want you to do songs that, 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 that. Because there's certain, hey, listen, we all singers here. There's certain songs that may not sound good to with me singing, Correct. but Andrew can nail it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you have me sing that song, like oh yeah you sounded terrible yeah you gave me a song that there's certain work songs that only like females can yeah. sing to or only males yeah, can oh, 100%. sing exactly yeah so yeah it's pastors yeah we have grace for them they don't know sometimes exactly the, the, the logistics with everything because you have to think about the keys chord, uh, chord progression transition mm-hmm. and everything there's a lot that goes yeah. into it yeah. that they just don't realize so. yeah and I and I don't care. <laughs> I want this song and I want it done well. And you <laughs> oh my goodness. No, but I think that is a good point mm-hmm. is that that I, I this is where and I want to encourage as you know, let me as as the former pastor say, pastors, stay in your lane. Yeah. Stay in your lane, empower these guys to do what God has called them to do. That again, you you don't need to pick their songs for them and be really uh, Okay, this is where I this is where I've messed up, and this is I'm, I'm going to try to be real vulnerable. And if for my former worship leaders, which I know that a few of you are going to listen to this, <laughs> that as a pastor, as as a leader, huh. you got to be really careful with giving too much feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what you see as constructive criticism of how to make things better can really hurt. A worship leader right mm-hmm. there and I'm, I'm gonna make a blanket statement I know it's not true all the way through but I know you three really well is that you three are actually really sensitive people 
And yeah. I think it is actually part of your strength and it's part of that sensitivity. Like a good worship leader is going to be sensitive. They're yeah. going to be very artistic. Mm-hmm. They're going to be very proud of what they produce. And that is actually a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so pastors, leaders, congregants, if you're in the congregation, I just really want to encourage you to just be very careful with the feedback that you give. Yeah. That it's not your place to necessarily give pointers week after week after week. Yeah. You know, th- and there's, there was a time, and I'll, I'll be honest, especially with where we were, Jocelyn and I were at, is that we, it was a very challenging church. Um, my wife and I are working on that podcast to try to explain the story. It's taken a while. That it may come out before this, and so maybe you know. If not, skip ahead to Chris and Jamie's story. It is, it is something. Um, because sometimes, as a pastor, we want, like, we want something, because we see what it's like. Like we see videos of Hillsong or Bethel Upper Room. Yeah. You know, we see what Maverick City does. We see what 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 these other churches have. And there can be make sure when you're pushing your worship team that you're not doing it out of jealousy for what somebody else has. Right. But make sure you're pushing them out of what the Lord has given you. Yes. To walk through and to develop and to become. Wow. Because you will crush the worship leaders. Mm-hmm around you and that's an area where i really feel like i have failed in the past and uh so maybe on behalf of of other pastors in your three's lives i'm sorry like sometimes we're just really driven we want the perfect service we want things to go well we want things to grow we want to have an impact in the kingdom and sometimes we lose sight of the humanity that you guys actually carry. Mm-hmm. And I know that I've done that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I want to make one point so we don't just make pastors look bad. <laughs> no, we have uh, our thank problems, you for sir. rescuing me. <laughs> yeah, we have our problems, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sometimes as, as worship leader, we, can't, we tend to, to think, okay, we're the, you know, we're the star here. But however, yeah. I think... My value system is you get to lead more. I mean, you get to lead more freely when you get trust. You know, don't just expect you just come in the team and don't just expect, oh, I'm going to pick five songs. No, they may give you a list of songs where you can pick from, you know, and stick with that. And the more you do it, the more trust you get Mm -hmm. instead of, oh, yeah, this podcast said, no, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do that. No, (laughs) within the the constraint of the, the freedom that you've been given leading that. And then the more you do it, the more trust you get with the leadership. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think it goes both ways too. Go both yeah. ways. And I think that's one of the things that I enjoyed about our relationship of, of working is mm-hmm. that there, I, I feel like there was a trust. One hundred percent. Yeah. That uh, and not just with you, but with the, the original team. The the second the, the team that we had at the end was was a challenge. Um, but. I think we did. Ha- and then I think back to even when I was in Michigan, I had two of my best friends to this day. Rob and Chris, if you're listening, I love you guys. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, but again, we did trust each other, but that made all the difference right. in how the spirit moved. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, but there's a, 
it's just so amazing how gracious God can be sometimes though is not sometimes all the time, but, um, there was the, we definitely saw the most fruit from our like worship ministry specifically when there was a lot of unity. But I remember like one of the like biggest moves of the spirit was during all of this, when all this stuff, when I felt like everything was just falling apart, just over me. I remember I was in a service. You weren't even there. You guys were still gone. So it was just like, there wasn't even very many people in service that day either. And it was just one of those things where I just felt like, I was just like, I don't even want to do this anymore. And I was just like on stage during the set. I just literally got on my knees. And then that's when the Lord just all of a sudden came in the room and you could just feel it. And everyone in the room just is like shouting, crying out for God. And everyone on the stage is all of a sudden when we haven't even been on the same page at all throughout like this entire week, honestly, the entire Mm -hmm. month or whatever, when there's just something about just getting on your knees and just like, giving it to him and just Mm -hmm. and there he just has so much grace to come in during those times and i have never had a worship experience i mean there have been other ones up there but that's seriously in like the top like probably five it's just like when when you feel like there's nothing else there and like things are dying when you just get on your knees and that's just when he really came in during that time and that's honestly one of the things that just really kept me going um in that time was just he just came in and then it yeah Okay, so I I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears just a little bit. I want to ask you guys, for just the person that walks in the door of the church, that sits down in the pew, that sits down in the chair, what is their responsibility? Like me as a person that's in the congregation, what is my responsibility when you guys lead? Hmm. <laughs> do I have a responsibility? Yeah, you do. You do have your responsibility. Um, I mean, my understanding is, for me, what I'm learning is that as a worship leader, you are actually called to disappear. Uh, yes, I'm helping you get into the throne room back, you know, leading worship. However, don't look to me. Look to Jesus. Yeah. My goal is for you not to look at me, but yeah. to look to him. Mm. And then you be, uh, you start giving him the worship, you know. So I think... Uh, as a congregation, because I've seen it multiple times where God would just break into the room and then people just miss it. Yeah. You know? So I think your responsibility is to steward it. Yeah. You know your relationship with God. You know how uh, you feel his presence. You know how when you know he's in the room. So just worship, but just look look to his face and don't look away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I think, yeah, that's my point. I feel like for me, my 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 take on that, it's, to touch on the the stewarding it, it's your responsibility for you to handle to steward to cultivate your well with the lord mm. like your intimacy how and to unravel so many things to unravel how he speaks to you because if you're unraveling and equipping yourself with the that problem my sheep know my voice mm. like if you if you equip yourself and if you are in secret you get to know him you get to know how he moves you get to just understand him i mean a glimpse of it mm-hmm. but as we step into a corporate setting mm-hmm. you never lose what you cultivated in individually mm-hmm. but you actually bring it to the table yeah. mm-hmm. it's like we love we love to pray for revival and we're all for it but you're called to cultivate your revival in secret with mm-hmm. the lord so that as you go to a corporate setting, you release what you've cultivated, Mm -hmm. 
whether you're on an altar or, or you're not, you you have a we're a body. You have your responsibility. And so if we're leading worship, yes, we're 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 pointing up, right? We're the we're the pointers and everyone we're 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 looking up. But as you bestow your adoration, your fragrance unto the Lord, it fills the atmosphere. So never yeah. feel like you're just there standing. Yeah. Like it's to get involved. It's to actually put your hands in the mix of what we're cultivating in yeah. worship to lift mm-hmm. to God. So I feel like that's the response mm-hmm. and it's more a secretive type of thing with mm-hmm. the Lord that leads to an outpouring that you have mm-hmm. access to. And you have the green light from God to release it mm-hmm. into an atmosphere weather. And you don't need a mic to do it. And that's yeah. the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, they even talked about it like at church this morning. They're like, it's not only just part of a routine, like just to like come in on Sundays and be a part of that. It's stewarding it throughout the week as well. Mm-hmm. And not only just coming in and going to church and like pouring yourself out there. And then you just go back home and then just go throughout your entire week like nothing ever happened Mm -hmm. here. So it's stewarding that throughout the week and finding your own time and just finding your secret place with the Lord and really just stewarding that in your own personal life and then bringing to that Mm -hmm. corporately Mm -hmm. as a body on um, Sundays or whatever other day. You you know, yeah. You know, I I think it's, it's... it's, it, and we've you've probably heard of this a million times, but even coming ready to worship, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so many people heart, yeah. like. I'm just gonna. What drives me nuts is when people show up. Like I would literally have people show up five minutes before I preached. Mm. Like, well, we don't need oh the worship. <laughs> or people that yeah. would. Sh- and I'm like, you are an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't Honestly. say that, but I wanted to. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because you you are one. You're prior. You're prioritizing yourself mm-hmm. above yeah. the Lord. Yes. You're saying, "Well, I I need to hear this, but I don't need this." Mm-hmm. Or if you're showing up late to church, I mean, we we all of us have have seen and the, the chronically late people that that miss most of worship. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you are ripping off. You're ripping off the yes. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you hear the word. That's feeding you. But when you worship the Lord, you're feeding him. You're, you're, you're giving back to the king of kings. Like the only thing that we could ever give that he doesn't have is worship. Yeah, It's like he, he created everything. Yeah. He could create everything. But in, in his design, in his ultimate wisdom that he has, That's he nice. decided not to create robots, but he created people. Mm-hmm. And the only thing we can give back to him is worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we don't do that, we're ripping God off. Mm-hmm. And we try to, and we wonder why. And these are usually the families that lives are in chaos, anyways. Yeah. I think uh, that's can also be um, people mindset as well because sometimes they think, "Oh, I'm not responsible for inviting the presence of God here." Yeah. And sometimes when you have that mindset, you kind of count yourself out. When in fact, you know, I love the ver- I was just reading before coming here when uh, Isaiah 6, where he was talking about the angels saying unto one another, holy is the Lord, you know. And I love what Andrew was saying when we bring our own, uh, when we cultivate something personally in our own moment and then we bring it into corporately. Mm-hmm. You know, the the same uh, chapter says that uh, in the, the temple shook 
by the voices of the angel and they were saying unto one another i i choose to believe when we come corporately it's like our own stories our own intimacy with jesus is saying unto one another the holy is the lord yeah. you know and when we come corporately in unity like that and when we and when you know oh i have my story with the lord and i come and i pour it out corporately yeah. and when we do that together my god you know so don't but count yourself out. No, and it, and it really is. It's an act of warfare. Mm-hmm. It is. And, and people just don't realize that worship is warfare. Mm-hmm. It is opening up the channels of worship, of favor, of responsibility. All yeah. these things of blessing, provision are opened up when we mm-hmm. connect ourselves to the Lord. Yeah. I think the best example I've ever seen of this is um, I was, I think I was a youth pastor. Maybe I was a student back in the late 90s, and this is something that everybody did. Mm-hmm. It's like you hand out candles. <laughs> you guys ever been to one of those services? Oh, where yeah. They, everybody gets a candle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They shut all the lights off, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and, and the missionary gets up there. It just takes one candle. Mm. But I remember oh, s- <laughs> cheesy but effective. Mm. Um, That's funny. But I remember seeing this thing of one candle lighting another candle lighting Mm -hmm. another candle and I really feel like the Lord spoke to me in the context of worship is that's what worship is like Mm -hmm. and by the time everybody had just one little candle but it brought light into dark places Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that's what we're called to do the worship brings light into dark places it brings it brings like how many times have you uh, okay don't don't raise your hands and admit to it but how many times have you ever been in a worship service and all of a sudden you're convicted of sin? Well, <laughs> I'm honest. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Or how many times have you realized like, okay, this area of my life needs to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you sit down and you start <laughs> making deals with God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've I've also seen this happen a bunch is where people all of a sudden will pull out their Bibles and start reading their Mm -hmm. Bibles during worship. Yeah. Um, Now, it's one thing if they're getting a word from the Lord, Mm -hmm. but if that's constantly what you're doing, it probably shows me that you're not connecting with the Lord in any Mm -hmm. other time because Mm -hmm. when we connect with God, we do have like a natural tendency to want to hear Mm -hmm. his voice, to read his word. Yeah. And it's got to be this whole thing that comes in. Yeah. Man. (laughs) True. Well, I I think we're gonna we're gonna hit pause there because we actually have a lot more to say. These, mm-hmm. yeah, you you ask worship leaders if they want to talk about worship and they just keep going. So we are actually this <laughs> is gonna be a part one. We are, and just for the sake of of you guys, and so uh, tune in hopefully next week, and um, we will have part <laughs> two. And so until then, thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, have a great amazing week. Peace out. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share with your friends. And follow us on social media. And never forget, you're not alone.